I want you to listen very carefully now, just for a few minutes, because although Paul was up a moment ago and speaking particularly to the grown-ups, he's going to come back now and speak particularly to the children. So back to Paul, and we're very keen to hear what he has to say to us. Thank you. Well, it's lovely to be part of a CE service because CE played a big part in my life whenever I was growing up. So it's lovely to be part of of this CE service uh, today. I was hoping that I would get 10 volunteers to come up to the front and help me. So I'd really quite like people who are maybe eight or older to begin with. We'll see how we get on with that, and then after that we might might need to draw in some others. Okay, one, two, three. Anybody with your hand up? Four or five. That's okay. Let's see how many we've got. Six. Okay, any more? I'm not going to ask you to say anything or do anything. There's seven. That's it. Up you go. Anybody else? I need three more. Don't mind what age you are in that case. Okay. Eight. And uh, I hear a name being mentioned. Nine. And one more volunteer. Anybody else? Anybody else? I need one more helper. Nearly there. Just just one short. Okay. Here's one more. Okay. Would you like to stand up? We'll turn the overhead off for a second. Would you like to just stand up on the stage? Because actually, you're not the ones that have to do the work. It's everybody else. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Have I got a tenth one? Can I have a tenth one? Okay, here you go. Come on, don't be shy. That's it. Good man. Terrific. Okay, now here I want you to guess. I want uh, grown-ups and everybody to have a guess. I want to see how much you know or can guess about these ten. All right, I'll take a couple of different answers from anywhere in the church, and then we'll find out the real answer. I'm going to ask you a question that begins, how many of these ten do you think something is true about? Okay? Now, when I've asked my question, don't smile, at least not yet, put your thumbs up, nod your head, or do anything to give the game away. Let everybody have a guess or two to start with, and then I will ask you to put your hand up if what I've said is true of you. You'll see what I mean in a moment. Okay. Now, everybody else. How many of these 10 do you think have a mobile phone of their own? All right, have a look and see. How many of these 10 do you think have a mobile phone of their own? Now, don't give the game away, all right? Don't say anything yet. Let's just see. Okay, anybody like to shout out the first guess? Uh, Just a number. How many of them? Emma has one, you think? Okay. She may do. We'll find out in a minute. Okay, that may have given the game away to start with. All right. But I'm looking for a number. How many of these ten? Three out of ten? Seven out of ten? Yes? We've got a six? Seven? Five? Two? Okay, that's enough guesses. Okay, we've got a two, a six, a seven, a five. Let's see how close you all were to the real answer. How many of you ten have a mobile phone of your own? Put your hand up. And the real answer is one, two, three, four, five, six. Who said six? Give him a round of applause. Spot on. Okay, terrific. Let's see, here's another one. How many of these ten do you think have a PlayStation at home? How many of these ten do you think have a PlayStation at home? Okay, shh, don't give anything away. Okay, let's see. Can I have the first bid? Five. Anybody like to go higher than five? Eight. Anybody like to go higher than eight? We've got a nine, we've got a ten. Anybody want to go lower than five? 
Lower than five, seven? What? <laughs> okay. Three. Okay, let's see. Let's see. We've got anything between three and ten. Okay, how many of you ten have a PlayStation at home? One, two, three. I'm sure you'll get one eventually. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine was the right answer. Somebody came up with it. Terrific. Here's the last one. Now, bearing in mind the age and all of that, let's see. How many of these ten do you think have at least two pounds of their own to spend every week? All right. How many of them do you think would have at least two pounds of their own pocket money to spend every week? Okay, here's another. All ten, okay. You may be right. Anybody like to go lower? Six. Nine. Anybody else? Eight. Two. Okay, let's see. Anything between two and ten again? Hands up if, if you usually have at least two pounds of your own to spend every week. Hands up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of ten. Wow, amazing. Okay, somebody said eight. I'm sure they did. Put your hand up if you said eight. Somebody did. I think I'd give them a round of applause. I think so. Yes, well done. And thank you to you, ten. We'll let you sit down now. Okay, thank you. Terrific. Now, I want to uh, remind you this morning about a story. It's a story that was read for us very well earlier on. And it's a story about 10 people. And at the end of my story, I'm going to ask you a question about those 10 people. And I'm going to ask you how many of those 10 that we're about to hear about something was true of. Now, if you were listening when the Bible reading was read earlier on, you will already know the answer. But let's wait until the end. So listen carefully to the story and see if you can remember the answer to the question I'm going to ask. This is a story about 10 men who lived when Jesus lived on earth. And these 10 men were very sad and very lonely men. And the reason for that was, oh, wrong slide. The reason for that was that each of them had a terrible disease. I think I've left a slide back there, not to worry. Ten out of ten had an awful disease, the disease of leprosy. And what that meant was that they were covered from head to toe in terrible sores. And in those days, the trouble was if you had leprosy, you weren't going to get well again. There was no doctor you could see. There were no tablets you could take. There was no medicine you could take to make you better. If you had leprosy, you would have it for the rest of your life. Thank you, Patrick. And instead of getting better, you would just get worse and worse and worse. So you can imagine the terrible shock it was to these 10 men on the day that they found out that they had leprosy. But even worse than that, even worse than knowing that you were never going to get well again, was the fact that in those days, if you had leprosy, you weren't allowed to go near anybody else. So these 10 men had had to move out of their home. They weren't allowed to go back home again. They weren't allowed to be anywhere near the others in their family. They couldn't stay at home anymore. In fact, they had to move right outside the village where they used to live because they weren't allowed to go near anyone else in their village. The only way they could survive was depending on other people to leave them some food somewhere late at night where they could go and pick it up when everybody else had gone. That's the only way they could survive. So it wasn't very nice having leprosy. And you can see now why I said they were sad, they were lonely, they were very, very sick. 
Then one day, these ten men heard that Jesus was coming near the village where they used to live. They began to think to themselves, well, Jesus has been able to help other people like us. Maybe he'll be able to do something for us. So they began to watch and wait to see if they could spot Jesus coming in the distance. And when they saw him, they kept well away, but they shouted over to him, Jesus, Jesus, have pity on us. Jesus heard them. He turned round to see where they were. And when he saw them, he shouted back to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, in those days, it was the priest who could decide if you were well or not again, and especially if you were well enough or not to go back home and see your family and friends again. Now, these 10 men at first didn't feel any better, so they wondered why on earth they should go to see the priest. After all, as soon as he looked at them, as soon as he saw their sores, he would just say, no way, you can't go near your family and friends again, you're still sick. But Jesus had told them that's what they should do, so they went on their way to see if they could find the priest. And it was on their way that they began to notice something. They began to notice that they had started to feel better. And when they looked at themselves and looked at each other, they realized that all the sores had gone. Jesus had made them well. And they knew now that when they got to the priest, he would say, that's okay. You can go back home. You can see your family and friends again. Ten out of ten who were sick, and now ten out of ten were perfectly well again. Imagine how excited, imagine how happy they were to find out that they were better, that they could go back home and see their family and friends again. What a great moment that must have been. Now, here's my question. Let's see who knows the answer. Ten out of ten who were ill, 10 out of 10 who were healed, how many out of 10 went back, do you think, and said thank you to Jesus for what he'd done for them that day? Let's see what, what do you think? One, one, one. Well done. You were listening extremely well earlier on, but isn't that disappointing? Only one out of 10 went back to say thank you to Jesus. This one man, as soon as he realized that he was better again, he stopped, turned round, went back and found Jesus, knelt at his feet and said, thank you, Jesus. You know what Jesus said? He said, weren't there 10 people that I made well? Where are the other nine? I think he was disappointed that only one person had come back to say thank you. After all he had done for them, there were nine who went on their way without even bothering to say thank you. wonder how you would feel if you'd done something really special for somebody. You'd tidied their room for them, or you'd made them something or bought them something wonderful for their birthday, something you knew they would love, and you'd taken it to them, and you'd given it to them, and you'd said, here you are, happy birthday and they hadn't even bothered to say thank you. Wouldn't you be disappointed? I know I would. It makes such a difference when somebody says thank you for something that you've done, doesn't it? If these 10 men were playing in a competition, and the competition was for being thankful, their score 
would be one out of ten. Now, if you got one out of ten for your Friday test in school, you wouldn't be very pleased, would you? Your parents wouldn't be very pleased. Your teacher wouldn't be very pleased. One out of ten is not a good score. When I've, I've been reading this story recently, I've been just wondering, what are score these days? for being thankful would be. I wonder if we'd be any better than these ten men at being thankful. For instance, in the last ten days, not just the boys and girls, but the adults too, how many times, how many days in the last ten have the words thank you come to your lips at home? Thank you for making that lovely dinner for me tonight. Thank you for helping me with the shopping. Thank you for getting my uniform ready for school. Thank you for helping me with my homework. I wonder if we remember to say thank you to the people who help us, or do we just take them for granted, like these other nine men in the story did? And I wonder here in particular, I wonder what our score for being thankful to God these days would be. In the last 10 days, on how many of those days have you stopped at least once to say thank you to God for the things He's given to you, the things He's done for you? I wonder if our score for being thankful these days would be any better than theirs. I think this one person who went back to say thank you to Jesus has something to teach us very, very briefly about what being thankful really means. And I want to challenge you in the next 10 days to see if you can get a better score than one out of 10 at remembering to be thankful to others and to be thankful to God. I think, first of all, being thankful means realizing how fortunate we are. This one man who went back to say thank you to Jesus, I think he did so because he realized what a wonderful thing it was that Jesus had done for him, and how brilliant it would be to be well again. He realized how fortunate he was because of what Jesus had done for him. And I wonder if these days we really realize how fortunate we are, how fortunate we are to have so many good things. Imagine what it would be like if you didn't have somewhere warm and dry on a cold, stormy day like this to live. Imagine what it would be like if you didn't always have good food on your table, or if you didn't have clean water to drink, or if you had no shoes to put on your feet. Wouldn't that be awful? And yet for many people around the world, they don't have those good things, and we do. And we need to realize, I think, how fortunate we are to have so many good things. And instead of always complaining about things, instead of always wanting more and more things, I think we need to learn to be thankful for the good things we do have and learn to enjoy and appreciate them. And to remember, of course, that those good things come from God. And if we're followers of Jesus, if we love Him, if He's part of our lives, then I think we need to realize too how fortunate we are because of what He has done for us. The Bible tells us that it's because Jesus took the blame for the things in our lives that are wrong, that all those wrong things we say and do and think, they can be forgiven. 
The Bible tells us we can be friends of God now and for always because of Jesus. The Bible tells us we can have God's mighty power working in our lives, making things possible there that weren't before because of Jesus. The Bible tells me that one day we can live with Him in heaven, live with God in that perfect place called heaven because of Jesus. When Paul was praying for some of the Christians that he knew, he prayed that the eyes of their hearts would be open so that they would realize all the good things that are theirs because of what Jesus did for them. And I think it's good for us to be like this one man and every day to stop and think just for a moment about the good things we have because God, of God's love to us and because of what Jesus has come to do for us. Let's realize, especially if we're Christians, especially if we're following Jesus, how fortunate we are and how many blessings are ours because of what he came to do for us. And what he came to do, he came to do for everyone who will trust him and follow him. Here's the second thing. I think being thankful means remembering what others have done for us. This one man who went back to say thank you to Jesus, he did so because he realized that it was Jesus who'd made him well. If it hadn't been for Jesus, he wouldn't be well again. And I think every day as we enjoy so many good things, we need to remember that it is God who's given those good things to us. That it's, it's because God made us the way we are that we're able to do the things we can do. It's because God made a beautiful world for us to live in that we're able to enjoy so many good things. It's because God is good and kind to us that we have so many good things. We need to remember that it, the good things we have come from God, as the Bible tells us. And we need to remember, too, that if it wasn't for Jesus, we could never be friends of God or live with Him in heaven. If Jesus hadn't been willing to come and take the blame for us, then we could never be God's friends. We could never live with Him in heaven. If it wasn't for Jesus, we could never be forgiven for the wrong things in our lives. We can be friends of God not because of anything we've done, not because we deserve it. We don't. It's because of what Jesus came to do for us. And I think being thankful means realizing how fortunate we are because of the good things God gives to us, because of what Jesus came to do for us. It means remembering what Jesus has done for us, remembering that the good things we have come from God. And then thirdly and lastly, I think it means responding with thankfulness. This man wanted Jesus to know that he appreciated what he'd done for him. He wanted him to realize how glad he was of what he'd done. I wonder if we remember, as we've said, to tell others how thankful we are for the things that they do for us. I wonder if we remember to stop each day and to say to God, to tell Him that we're thankful for what He's given to us. If we remember to say to Jesus how thankful we are for what He's done for us. And it's one thing to tell Him that we're thankful. But even more, I believe Jesus would want us to show Him by the things that we do, things that will make Him smile, things that will make Him happy. That's the best way of all of showing our thankfulness to Jesus for all that He came to do for us. This man didn't just want Jesus to know, he wanted everybody to know 
If you listened in the story, it actually says he came running back shouting praises to God at the top of his voice. He wanted everybody to know what Jesus had done for him. And I wonder if, as Christians, if we, if we know what Jesus, the difference Jesus makes in our lives, I wonder if we take the opportunity to talk to others and to tell them what he's done for us and to explain to them what his love means in our lives. That's another way of showing our thankfulness to God and to Jesus for what they've done for us. So in the next 10 days, I want you to think about those two words, thank you. And I want us to learn to be like that one person and not like the nine, the one person who came and said thank you, rather than like the nine who took everything for granted and didn't seem to appreciate what a wonderful thing it was that Jesus had done for them. Let's in the next 10 days make sure that we express our thanks to those at home who help us in so many different ways, but especially let's make sure that we express in our words and in our lives our thankfulness to God for his love and kindness to us, and especially to Jesus for all that he came to do for every one of us as we learn to trust and follow him. He deserves our thanks and our praise, doesn't he?